What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be going through my week 12 running back start sits. So breaking down all 16 week 12 matchups, no teams on by this week. I'm going to be talking about every fantasy relevant running back and then listing them as either a start fringe option or a sit. The starts are going to be your running back ones, your running back twos, the guys you feel pretty confident throwing into your starting lineup. The uh, fringe options are going to be like your flex plays, your running back threes. You may not love to play them. Maybe you have injuries, just struggling at the running back position. They could end up sliding into your starting lineup. And then sits, these are obviously going to be players that you would prefer to keep on your bench. A lot of football this week spread out across a bunch of different games. And let's just dive right into the first uh, Thanksgiving game, the Packers taking on the Lions. And it looks like Aaron Jones is going to miss this game. Fortunately, it seems like his knee injury isn't going to be like super serious, super significant. Definitely kind of looked like it was when it happened, but definitely good news there. But I would be expecting him to at least miss this uh, week 12 game with Aaron Jones playing only 15 snaps. AJ Dillon stepped up as expected, logged 14 carries and four targets. Now we did see a stretch earlier on in the season where Aaron Jones missed time and AJ Dillon wasn't all that great fantasy wise. And he also does draw a tough matchup here against the Lions, but I still think he's relevant as like at worst a back end RB2. The usage is going to be there. He's going to have some sort of receiving involvement. So I do think he's definitely startable. And then for the Lions, I mean, you just keep firing up Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. Both of them had um, another game of just solid production out of both of them. Not even just solid, like very, very strong production at the running back position. You got to feel good if you roster either of those guys. Now, shifting over to the second Thanksgiving game, we have the Commanders taking on the Cowboys. And I'm going to be starting Brian Robinson. Now, I think Brian Robinson is a much more confident play if Antonio Gibson misses this game like he missed the Week 11 game. With Gibson out in Week 11, we saw Brian Robinson take over a very, very large role. This is also a game where if Gibson is healthy, it could kind of shift to his sort of game script going up against the Cowboys. They're likely going to be decent dogs in this game. So if they go behind, that would obviously favor Antonio Gibson. If Gibson is not playing, those opportunities will likely go to Brian Robinson. So I still think he'll be a start either way. I think it's just how confident we are with him. He's probably more of a high-end running back too if Gibson is out. If Gibson misses, maybe he's more in like that back-end RB2 territory. And then for the Cowboys here with Tony Pollard, talked about him as a uh, buy-low option heading into week 11 finally got into the end zone. The touchdown regression was bound to kind of catch up for him in a positive way. He had a ton of red zone touches, just hadn't been able to get into the end zone. This Cowboys offense is strong. I really like Tony Pollard moving forward as a strong start. And then in the final Thanksgiving game, the 49ers taking on the Seahawks. These are just going to be two starts for me. I mean, obviously Christian McCaffrey's locked into your lineup every single week, but Zach Charbonnet is the guy I really do want to talk about here. And this will likely be his first opportunity to really like dominate the usage in this Seahawks backfield. I'd be pretty surprised if Kenneth Walker was able to turn it around for this uh, Thursday night game on Thanksgiving. Suffered an oblique injury. Seems like he's going to miss at least a few weeks here. Um, they're not sure if they're putting him on IR, but if IR is even in the discussion, then a Thursday return seems very, very unlikely. Um, and we saw Kenneth Walker leave very early on in week 11. Charbonnet carried the ball 15 times, was targeted six times. This is obviously going to be a tough matchup here against this 49ers defense, but I just think Charbonnet is going to dominate the opportunities like he did last week. He saw the only goal line snap in week 11. He took 100% of the two-minute drill snaps, and then he took eight of the 11 third downs. 
So with all that usage, even in a bad matchup, I still trust Zach Charbonnet. Like them as a prospect, he's going to have a ton of different ways to produce. If they go down, he's going to have work on the third downs. You know, when they go in the two-minute drill, if they're near the goal line, he's going to have those opportunities. So I still like Charbonnet as a start, even in a tougher matchup here against the Niners. Now, the next game, pretty strong at the running back position. I believe this is the uh, Friday game. Dolphins taking on the Jets. Kind of a rough spot here with this Dolphins backfield because we finally got Devon Achan back. He takes one carry and then seems to like re-aggravate his knee injury. In the aftermath, it seems like the Dolphins were just kind of really playing it safe with him. They didn't want to risk anything, which I guess makes sense. Obviously, if you rostered and played Devon Achan, it's not feeling great in your fantasy lineup when he's giving you pretty much nothing. As you can see, I still have him as a start here. So if they're telling me Devon Achan is playing, I'm still starting him even with that injury risk. I'd also be starting Raheem Mostert. Obviously, you'd feel better about Raheem Mostert um, if Devon Achan did miss. We'll kind of see how the situation shakes out throughout the week, but hopefully we do see Achan back and healthy here in this Jets game. And then for the Jets, firing up Brees Hall. I've been talking a lot about Brees Hall as of late. A lot of people were concerned about um, just being on this tough offense. And I've said it over and over again, Brees Hall is going to be limited by this offense, but he can still be a great fantasy running back. I mean, we're looking at one of, if not the worst offenses in the NFL. Brees Hall is still able to give you, what, close to 20 PPR points, if not 20 PPR points um, in a game where he pretty much does nothing on the ground and the offense does nothing overall. So I really like Brees Hall here as a locked-in running back one. Now, the next game, I believe this is Sunday, we're going to have the Saints taking on the Falcons. For the Saints, I'm firing up Alvin Kamara. I have some minor concerns about him losing out on work to Jamal Williams and Kendra Miller, but at this point, I still think he's a very strong locked-in start. And then for the Falcons, I'm firing up Bijan Robinson. I think out of the bye, he has an opportunity to see an uptick in his usage. And even if he doesn't, it's the same thing we've seen. He's still a very strong start. Tyler Algier is someone who you'd consider in plus matchups. This is just not one of those here going up against the uh, Saints. Pretty tough run defense there. Now, the next matchup is a divisional game between the Steelers and the Bengals. And for the Steelers here, I feel like I have to bump Jalen Warren up to a start. He's kind of been just whatever Najee's been. They've kind of just been locked in, whether they're fringe options or sits. Um, I do think there needs to be some separation at this point between those two. Um, this is a pretty average match against the Bengals, so not like a smash play or like a really tough matchup. But looking at Jalen Warren here, he has 100 or more scrimmage yards in three straight games. At least in my opinion, he is undeniably the best running back on this team. This has been a backfield where we're like, oh, it's going to be pretty inefficient. We've seen that with Najee. He's been a very inefficient option. Jalen Warren is a very inefficient player on an offense that is not great. Um, so there's no guarantee he sees an uptick in usage. I mean, Mike Tomlin might be one of the most stubborn coaches in the NFL, right? He clearly has his positives, grinding out some wins with this team that probably shouldn't be there. But you also see the stubbornness sticking with a guy like Matt Canada, who's just totally capping any upside this offense has. So I wouldn't be shocked if Warren's role stays the same, but I just know that he does have some room to improve and there's no way that he's going to lose work because there's really just no shot you can rationalize giving Najee Harris, you know, some of Jalen Warren's touches. So worst case scenario, he keeps the same role, which is fine. Um, and then he could end up eating into Najee's workload, which would obviously benefit him for fantasy. Then for the Bengals here with Joe Mixon, I think he takes a big hit with Joe Burr out for the season, but I still think he's going to have the volume to be a fine running back too at this point. In the next game, we have the Jaguars taking on the Texans. And for the Jaguars, I understand ETN has had rough back-to-back -back weeks coming off the bye. 
I'm really not overly concerned. It's been two kind of really weird game scripts where they got blown out by the 49ers. So we didn't have a huge workload in that one. And then they were blowing out. Um, I'm forgetting what team it was, but they were blowing someone out this past Saturday. And so he wasn't used super heavily in the second half. I think he'll be fine moving forward. This will probably be a pretty competitive game here with the uh, Texans. So Travis Etienne, fire him up as a locked-in running back one. And then for the Texans here, got to talk about Devin Singletary. Damian Pierce has now missed three straight games. And in the last two weeks, Devin Singletary has put up two monster games. He had 30 carries for 150 yards and a touchdown in week 10. Then he had 22 carries for 112 yards and a touchdown in week 11. If Damian Pierce misses another game here in week 12, Singletary has to be a locked and start in your lineup. If Pierce does end up returning this week, it'll be interesting to see what this split looks like. I do think Singletary probably should have the edge moving forward as the RB1. He definitely could have earned that role over the past couple of weeks. He's been efficient the last two games. Damian Pierce has not been an efficient option all season long when he's been healthy. So I like Devin Singletary um, a ton if Damian Pierce is out, and then we'll kind of see what happens if Damian Pierce ends up playing in this one. The next game is going to be the Buccaneers taking on the Colts. Rashad White, you continue to fire him up as a strong start. Really, really impressive receiving usage as of late. So like him here in this matchup against the Colts. And then for the Colts, you know, they were kind of running this 50-50 split with JT and Zach Moss. Um, Over the past couple of weeks, Jonathan Taylor has really taken over that role. He should be the locked-in running back one moving forward. And if JT's getting that type of workload, I'm firing him up as a locked-in fantasy running back one. Pivoting over to the Patriots-Giants game. For the Patriots here, I feel like Ramondre has just kind of settled in as like this back-end running back two week to week. Decent matchup here against the Giants. Um pretty ugly game, honestly, between these two teams. And they're going to be sitting Zeke as the Patriots running back too. For the Giants here, I think Saquon Barkley is kind of an interesting guy to talk about here because he's coming off a big boom game um, in a spot where I don't think a ton of people thought he would have great production. Obviously, this offense has looked really, really rough. And I feel like Saquon's kind of in that Brees Hall spot where maybe his like peak ceiling is capped but he's just a talented enough player where he'll still find a way to produce. He does have some tough matchups rest of season. So if you just want to pivot off, I totally get it. Um, But if you do want to stick with him, I don't think it's the worst decision in the world. You just kind of have to know what you're getting into. Um, He's, like I said, very similar to that Breeze Hall spot where what's going on around him is not pretty, but he's going to be the guy who may be able to overcome it. He's going to have pretty much any red zone touches they get. And then he'll also be very involved as a uh, receiving option. In the next game, we're going to have the Panthers taking on the Titans. And this Panthers running back room continues to kind of uh, switch up here. We originally had Miles Sanders leading this backfield. Then it switched to Chuba Hubbard. Then this backfield was pretty much a 50-50 split on Sunday between Miles Sanders and Chuba Hubbard. Both these guys saw 12 opportunities. Their snaps, routes, run were very, very similar. And that pretty much makes both of these dudes completely unplayable moving forward. A 50-50 split is rough enough on its own. A 50-50 split on a bad offense is terrible. And then a 50-50 split on a bad offense with a decently tough matchup here against the Titans is very, very bad. So definitely sitting Chuba Hubbard and Miles Sanders. Then for the Titans here, Derrick Henry, rough past two weeks, kind of comes with the territory with this offense. This is something I talked about, you know, a few weeks ago. Um, with this offense just not being great. Derrick Henry doesn't have a, you know, super, I guess, like malleable play style fantasy wise where some running backs, whether they're trailing or ahead, 
Um, they're going to be great regardless. Derrick Henry is much, much better as a fantasy option when the Titans go ahead early and they're able to kind of just, you know, hammer him home towards the end of the game when they start trailing, when they're, you know, trailing the entire game. He's not as great of a fantasy option. I do think this matchup though with the Panthers is a really nice bounce back opportunity. They've struggled to stop opposing fantasy running backs. And then this is also a game script where they could go ahead and really just, you know, run Derrick Henry all over this Panthers defense. So Henry's a start for me. Tajay Spears is a sit. Then we're going to have the Rams taking on the Cardinals. And I would expect Kyron Williams to make his return here. It seems like the reports have been pretty positive that he could return, you know, in his first game when he's eligible to come back from IR. This would be here in week 12. And I have had some concerns that maybe he doesn't step right back into the same role he had prior to his injury. And I do think there's still somewhat of a risk there. But we've also seen guys like Royce Freeman and Daryl Henderson. Neither guy has really like capitalized on their opportunities and really locked down this backfield. Prior to the Rams by Henderson and Freeman were pretty much like in close to a 50-50 split, but Henderson had the slight edge. Um this past week we saw Freeman kind of, you know, dominate the opportunities. So those guys are kind of all over the place. If Kyron Williams stepped right back into the clear RB1 role, I really wouldn't be shocked and he has a nice matchup to do it um, against the uh, Cardinals here. Then for the Cardinals, I talked about James Conner as a buy low option. I do think he's someone who's going to improve his production throughout the rest of the season. He's had a tough couple of weeks fantasy-wise since coming off of IR, but I do think he'll get right, and I do think he'll continue to dominate the uh, touches in this room. And then we're going to have the Browns taking on the Broncos, and I have Jerome Ford as a fringe option, Kareem Hunt as a sit. Both these guys were honestly pretty close in terms of their usage on Sunday. In previous weeks, Jerome Ford has consistently been the better option, so I do just slightly prefer Jerome Ford here, but this is a pretty close split on an offense that's not very good without Deshaun Watson, so Ford's a fringe, Kareem Hunt's a sit for me. Then for the Broncos here, kind of a tough break for Javante in this uh, week 11 game. I have him as a fringe option, and he just did not have overly encouraging usage. He played on less than 50% of the snaps. He ran only five routes on 37 dropbacks. That is terrible receiving usage. I just think Javante's fantasy ceiling becomes capped very, very quickly if he's only being used as an early down grinder, especially in a matchup here against the Browns who have allowed the second fewest points per game to the running back position. So I think there are some legit concerns here for Javante Williams. Maybe he improves on that role heading into this week 12 game, but I wouldn't feel great firing him up as like my running back one or my uh, running back two. Uh, moving over to a divisional matchup between the Chiefs and the Raiders. I'm just starting both of these RB1s. Isaiah Pacheco actually had a pretty efficient day on the ground against a very tough run defense. Didn't necessarily break through fantasy-wise because he's not overly involved as a pass catcher and didn't get into the end zone. But I think this is a much better game script situation here going up against the Raiders in week 12. So he's a start for me. And then for the Raiders, even though Josh Jacobs didn't have a big game in week 11, they consistently talk about how they just want to feed this dude. Um, they want 20 plus carries for Jacobs a game. So that type of usage, he's got to be a start RB1. Then uh, probably one of the better games of the week, Bills taking on the Eagles. For the Bills here, I'm going to have James Cook as a fringe option. And I think if you're just looking at the box score, fringe option may seem harsh. Um, he saw a nice increase in opportunities, 17 carries, four targets. I just think that came down more so to game script compared to the Bills, like really focusing on force feeding James Cook. He played less than 50% of the snaps, also had a sub 50% route participation. We also saw Ty Johnson kind of break into this backfield. Didn't really know how this committee would work out with uh, Joe Brady taking over as the offensive coordinator. 
Seems like he's a Ty Johnson fan. Carried the ball three times for 11 yards, but he caught three passes for 47 yards and a touchdown. He had a big touchdown play, so it's not like he was useless in his opportunities. I think if they like him, he's probably going to maintain some sort of role moving forward. So I wouldn't feel great firing up James Cook in a really tough matchup here against the Eagles, but RB3 option, I think he's fine. And then for the Eagles here, DeAndre Swift coming off a really nice game, fire him up as a nice running back one. Then we are going to have the Ravens taking on the Chargers. Believe this is the uh, Sunday night game. For the Ravens, you just got to keep firing up uh, Gus Edwards here. Him and Mitchell's snaps were actually very, very close. Uh, Edwards only played one more snap than Keaton Mitchell, but Edwards saw 14 opportunities compared to Mitchell's nine. And then the main edge between these two guys, and it's why we're going to have Edwards as a start and Mitchell as a sit until something changes, is that Edwards has just way more touchdown upside. He saw all three of the goal line snaps on Thursday night. Gus Edwards has scored nine times in the past five games. So you just got to keep riding the hot hand here with Gus Edwards also in a nice matchup against the Chargers. And then for the Chargers here, Austin Eckler looking a little bit zapped athletically, uh, potentially as of late. I still think he's a nice option for fantasy because they're going to continue to force feed on the ball. But like his dynasty outlook, not looking great. The efficiency, not sure if it's going to be there rest of season. But I mean, for a start sit video, you're definitely playing them. And then the final game of the week, Monday Night Football, Bears taking on the Vikings. Now, I currently have all of these Bears running backs as sits, Khalil Herbert, Deonta Foreman, and Roshan Johnson. And I think if you were just looking at the box score, you would definitely assume that like Khalil Herbert dominated this backfield. He took over. He saw 19 opportunities compared to six for Foreman and six for Roshan Johnson. But uh, Deonta Foreman was actually very heavily involved in the first half, but he left like on one of the first plays of the third quarter. So you had Khalil Herbert pretty much get that entire second half. And remember, the Bears were leading for a decent chunk of that, trying to run out the clock. So that kind of racked up a lot of uh, Khalil Herbert's opportunities. I think if Foreman is healthy enough to play in Week 12, this is probably going to be a really, really gross three-man committee. Now, if Foreman misses, I think Khalil Herbert becomes a much more viable play um, because I think Roshan Johnson is going to be more of that like change of pace third down guy compared to Khalil Herbert probably dominating the usage. So we'll see how that uh, Deonta Foreman situation plays out. And then the final team here, the Vikings. For Alexander Madison, he clearly led their backfield with a 65% snap share, 50% route participation, and then he led with 20 opportunities. On the other hand, though, Madison has consistently left the door open for another guy to kind of come in, take his role as the RB1, or just kind of eat into his usage, whether it's been Cam Akers or Ty Chandler. Um, he's just opened up some opportunities. I believe he lost a fumble in that uh, Vikings game on Sunday night. So he just makes enough mistakes where you think they could get rid of him, slide someone else in, because it's not like he's making mistakes and then providing like this huge upside on his opportunities. He's just not that type of running back at this point in his career. But looking at Ty Chandler, he was the far more efficient option, both on the ground and in the air. It'll be interesting to see if Ty Chandler sees a, a roll increase. But if I was having to pick one of these guys this week in a nice matchup against the Bears, I would much prefer to play Alexander Madison, even though I do think Ty Chandler could kind of be gaining on him uh, moving forward. But that is going to wrap it up for all 16 Week 12 matchups. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the video. Hopefully this helps you set your lineups at the running back position. I'll also have the wide receivers out today, uh, quarterbacks and tight ends out tomorrow. But thank you all for stopping by. I appreciate it. And I will see you in the next one.